to the measured pencil. We are trying something different today. We're going to do a new segment called Out and About, where Wes and I do things outside of the studio and you get to come along with us. I am sitting in my car outside Wes's house and he's going to come out and we're going to drive to St. Paul together and you get to go along for the ride. Apologies in advance. The audio quality might not be the same or even (laughs) the same within this episode. We're going to get some other stuff for when we continue this, but for now we're working with what we have. This may be one of the dumbest things we've ever done, but this is an experiment. We're trying to give you new stuff. We'll see how this all works out. So Wes is coming out of his house right now and he's about to get in the car. Hey Wes. I'm doing all right. I'm excited for tonight. So, already going. <laughs> Did my little intro. <laughs> Do this NPR field recording style. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this is fun. This already feels more intense, more real. <laughs> more worthwhile, more lofty for sure. How are you doing today? I just finished up a run 20 minutes ago. Usually I eat right after the run, so feeling a little off kilter. It's funny how, like I try to pretend like I'm not this regimented, scheduled, structured person, Mm -hmm. but any night that there's something different going on, I get a little uncomfortable. Even with like fun stuff, like tonight, where we're gonna go, we're gonna go play D&D. And I'm still like, oh, oh, this isn't normal. <laughs> this, this is, no, this is off. That's how the last whole three weeks for me have been getting used to the new school schedule. Yeah. Ugh, I hear you. I do like the weather, though. This weather's great. Rainy and gray and fall. I'm like 10% faster when it's this type of weather. <laughs> There's a whole section of my closet that is, I've now been like shoving other things aside and putting things away. Like putting the shorts away, not worrying about t-shirts anymore. It's totally flannel time. It's awesome. Are you running with windows open now completely at your house? I should be. I caught myself today that I didn't. Yeah. But yes, I should be in that mode. I wasn't paying attention, got too busy kind of thing. Yeah. We turned our AC on, because it was like 80 the other day. And there was enough, like Saturday, Sunday, it was cool, but it was still humid. Yeah. I don't think we've beaten that out yet. No. There's still some 80s next week that are going to come, which is, I don't know. Well, they finally fixed that pothole there. Yeah, that pothole was huge. I love this section here by yes. the lake. Yeah. Because when we first came here yeah. and we're looking at places to rent in the middle of December. Oh, wow. Which is a little different. We saw, I think, two houses in this neighborhood. And in between showings, we went to the, the park over there. Oh, yeah. And I remember driving down there and be like, oh, this is really pretty. Yeah. And now I live here. This section on the southeast of Bidema Costco where you can it has a nice kind of like Broadway Avenue feel and it, it just kind of loops and swoops around and then you get the skyline of the city and mm-hmm. the sailboats. It's really beautiful. 
Lots of green space over here too. There is. Do you ever see people like on this archery range? <laughs> it, it's there. I don't think I've ever seen anyone using it. I think like once or twice. Yeah. But Have yeah. you guys done the trolley? Yes. Yeah, we did that too. It's pretty cool. Do you have plans to go to any orchards or pumpkin patches? We were gonna go last weekend, but I had to work. We are gonna go at some point, we always go. We always go to this one. It's not one of the big ones. It's kind of more, they're all commercial, right? It's a commercial right. enterprise, but this one has a more of a mom and pop feel. It's a little bit outside the city. It's by like Franconia, that sculpture garden place. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's kind of near there. Pleasant Valley, I think is what it's called. I've gone to some of the other ones. There's a huge one out by Stillwater. That's just like a whole thing. It's a whole like ordeal event. It's like packed. There's tons of stuff there. It's almost like a farmer's market feel as well as like the whole commercial mm -hmm. enterprise as well. I think there's like a Ferris wheel. <laughs> like it gets, oh, wow. gets really crowded. It, it's a big thing. What I noticed when I was there is half the people were there like filming social media content. Like ah. they, they were just doing Instagram stuff. They had like their huge fedoras on and their, their shackets, you know, their flat. And they just were like posing in front of things. I've definitely seen families at pumpkin patches. I'm like, you clearly just went to Target for this photo yes, shoot. Yes, yeah. Did they have flannels oh, and like yeah. vests matching, on? Matching flannels. Yes, yeah. We do the pick your own pumpkin too. Uh, kids really like that. That's You can do that at that Pleasant Valley place too. Do you guys usually do orchards or? We usually do a pumpkin patch. Okay. I'm actually got really nervous today because I looked at our calendar and between my uncle coming in and a wedding and a trip in the next five weeks. And then there's like birthday parties and soccer. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure when this is gonna happen. Well, skip soccer, orchards are more important. We found, well, I don't know where anything is in relation to anything else because I'm a new transplant here and I just put it in my phone and I go there. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So I can't tell you like, oh, it's out by, but um, the one we go to, went there and it has this little shop mm -hmm. in the garage there yeah where two little old ladies go around to like all the area thrift stores oh wow and find the best of the seasonal decor oh okay so they have the best halloween stuff in there yeah and we always go to that pumpkin patch because they have that little shop we usually come home with a, a pumpkin and a new decoration nice when we used to live in Madison, how you're talking like, oh, it's a whole big fair and ordeal. Like, yeah, they did Halloween and fall farms right. They weren't quite big as in, as in having a Ferris wheel, but there's like 10 farms like that. And they were all oh, just, wow. they really nailed it. Yeah. And then we've had a hard time finding an orchard that we like here. Mm -hmm. When we did live in Madison, I had a friend whose parents owned an orchard. Oh, okay. And we would always go there. And yeah. it just, it became kind of, that was our orchard. Yeah. I do have to share this. They are just an orchard. They're not a pumpkin patch and they're not a this and they're just like yeah. orchard. And they do it really, really well. Yeah. But she posted on social media, she's like, how come people always want donuts and apple cider? <laughs> And I th I'm like, I think you answered your question. How can you ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> because it's awesome? Yeah, because they're amazing. 
yeah, I know the one doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the other. Yeah. But somebody put them together and they're amazing. They're amazing, yeah. I love how when you go to a couple different orchards, they all have the same apple cider. Right. It's the same jug, half-gallon jug with the red label on it. Right. Like, they're clearly, like, they're all getting it from the same spot. I don't think it's all made in-house. That's, like, the one time a year. I mean, I'm not saying that we should limit our apple donuts to one time a year, but it seems to be that that's the only time that I see them around. So right. that's what we want. That's the expectation. Right. We want apples. We want a couple carameled apples. We want pick your own apples. We always yes. do that. Yes. And then we eat three or four of them while we're picking them yes. to the point where we're sick almost. <laughs> pick out a bunch of apples, pick out a couple pumpkins, pick out a couple small mini pumpkins, mm-hmm. apple donuts, apple cider, and then maybe like a random jam or something, or Ooh. maybe a salsa or like a decoration like you were talking. Like, I feel like that's pretty much your standard orchard commercial business kit is to have kind of all that stuff in one spot right the place we go to has they got some chickens they got a couple goats they got a couple big big floppy chubby bunnies which are always (laughs) fun to see and then they have like a tractor ride hay ride which takes you out to the pumpkin patch so you can hang out out there and they have these huge big acre wide sections so it's like the kids always pick the pumpkin that's farthest away and they always <laughs> go for the biggest one possible so right. it's, i end up like just carrying this massive pumpkin which is fine there's some lesson in there about like the thing that's farther and harder to find is somehow better because they'll pass pumpkins on their way out to that big one that, that are just as good but something about earning it walking all that way out there just has a value to it so my kids always want the first pumpkin they see. Oh, really? <laughs> They're fine with the first one. And it's usually like the rotten one that yeah, I've always been yeah. like, uh, there's other pumpkins in the patch, guys. <laughs> Let's enjoy being here for just a second. Yeah. Did I tell you I used to work on a farm? Really? One of my summer jobs growing up, I worked in, work on a farm is somehow grossly overstates what I did. It was like a roadside vegetable stand. Oh, okay. So it was a small operation, but I still went out in the field and picked beans and corn and tomatoes. Yeah. And I always loved doing the pumpkins. Now I grew up so far north that the pumpkins weren't very big. Yeah. <laughs> Even by the middle of September. But that was always very exciting when it was time to start bringing in the pumpkins. What did you enjoy about the pumpkins specifically? I loved Halloween. Yeah. It just it felt more personal yeah. to like get that pumpkin and bring it home. Yeah. Also, because I probably brought it home still mostly green. Oh, okay. Because I would be picking it about now, <laughs> or maybe even a couple weeks earlier, and then it would you know ripen on my porch. Yeah. We and, have had issues with squirrels now. I don't remember this from uh, growing up, but it seems any pumpkin that we put out is going to start getting eaten immediately. I swear, and maybe it happened when I was a kid. It probably did. I just didn't realize it. But, or maybe we just didn't put pumpkins out as early as we feel like we should now. But if we put anything out, it's it's going to be, and it, it actually looks kind of cool because the eyes get all deformed and nod on. But you have to kind of go into it expecting your design to evolve as they just destroy it. Yes, anything that had been carved would definitely get eaten. Yeah. My squirrels now eat any pumpkin. Oh, really? Yeah. Again, when we lived outside of Madison, there was this really cool house that, leading up to Halloween, 
it was a larger house. It had like a, a balcony upstairs and a big porch. Mm -hmm. They covered both of those in pumpkins. Oh, wow. They had to know somebody who owned a pumpkin patch or something because even if they had a lot of money, that was still, I mean, it was probably close to 100 pumpkins. Yeah. Anyhow, it looked really cool. I totally did that wrong. Uh, this always gets me too. It's not, it like the lane condenses and then it goes, yeah. you know. I, we can do a whole podcast about how I would rather drive in Chicago than in Minneapolis. I think Chicago's worse, but okay. The merging here makes me pull my hair out. <laughs> there is no merging here. Yeah. Merging doesn't exist here. Yeah, seriously. You have to pretend it's Mad Max and just go for it. But everybody's so passive aggressive. Yes, yes. In Chicago, the assholes are assholes. And you yeah, there's a direct intentionality to Chicago driving that I really appreciate. Yeah. As soon as you realize, oh, this is how we do it, then you just go for it, and it's yeah. great. Chicago, the rule is if there's open space, you go for you it. You go for it, yeah. And if there's not, you make your space. Yeah. Here it's like, oh, 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 you go, oh, no, you go. Yeah, it, yeah. My turn? Is it? <laughs> I don't have to stop for everybody. I hate it when I'm, I'm already on the freeway, right? Right. And people are attempting to merge into me right but they don't speed up no or slow down no they match my speed and then try and drift over slowly it's like dude it's not my job and i get into arguments with my wife about this all the time it's not my job to make room for you it's your job as the merger take your foot off the pedal to find the spot to right to, to pick your area and, and grab it and that by either slowing down or speeding up but somehow I'm in the wrong when they start running out of real estate and they're freaking out and they just start kind of coming over and then I have to move. Anyhow, so there's this house. <laughs> they had like a hundred pumpkins and then on oh. Halloween they would carve them all and they'd be like all these jack-lanterns and it looked really cool. So in the back of my mind, when I buy a pumpkin every time I go to Trader Joe's and put it outside my house, and end up with like six of them in the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm copying that. Oh. But my squirrels will eat some of those pumpkins, even though they're uncarved. Yeah. So uh, it's just kind of become my thing that I'm just gonna satiate the squirrels so they don't have any room to attack the other pumpkins. Oh, so you overwhelm them. Yes. I see. We uh, have tried smearing the pumpkins with hot sauce and stuff <laughs> and i don't think it really worked because i mean all it takes is a moist morning or and i apologize for that sentence that i just said moist <laughs> morning a dewy tuesday or a rain and that the hot sauce is gone and also you're just kind of wasting hot sauce unless it's a bad hot sauce yeah i like that that idea of just like giving in and just overwhelming them they don't seem to need a lot like a pretty big pumpkin it'll take them a while to get through it yes so I should put out a decoy pumpkin. Or just like it's a lottery type of game. Whoever pumpkin gets eaten first, they win a prize or something. Oh, that's a positive spin on it. I guess, I don't know. I'm totally gonna get in an accident that we're gonna have evidence of. That would be amazing. Maybe being at fault. <laughs> it's just like the black box. Is the cell phone protected? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Do you think you guys are gonna get out of this room tonight? No. No. <laughs> I am clueless as to this puzzle, this okay. escape room. This is, my, this is my nightmare of an escape room. It's funny how reading it, I'm like, oh, this is easy. And then you get into it, and then I don't think I'm missing any hints or clues, but... I think what happens in something like this, it becomes a, a group think. 
problem. Yeah. yeah. And we have decided that the solution lives in the XYZ realm. Yeah. And until we can crack that, we're going to keep attacking it that way. I see. And I think we just have our complete perspective on it wrong. You almost need to steer us to a different room with the same problem. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. And we don't play very often, so I don't want to waste a lot of time on this. So the conductor might have to come out and <laughs> railroad this pretty quickly. Remember when George Carlin was on that show? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That guy would have an absolute aneurysm if he was alive right now. He would not. There'd be no way. Oh, yeah. I think that's what killed him in the first place. <laughs> Society. close to that. <laughs> and then it went over the cliff. You know who he replaced on that show? Who? Ringo Starr. Really? Yes. Wow. Because when I think of the same type, I think George Carlin and Ringo Starr. Yeah, give me a, a Ringo Starr type. Well, we have George Carlin here to read. <laughs> oh, For a kid's show. Yeah. Was this before or after the seven words you can't say on television? I would be 99% sure it's after. That he did that show after he yeah. came up? Wow. Now my Instagram is going to be full of... George Carlin um, <laughs> eulogies and memorials and it, it never fails that whatever I'm talking about my Instagram feed will show me something of later that day it's become so obvious that it's listening to me it's like I'm almost desensitized to it like I waffle between like being so grossed out and then also being like oh yeah I guess this is just how we work now it's so weird this is how it happens, though. If you were to read about this in, in a sci-fi book or, or what, you know, like the Orwellian stuff, like you read about it, and when it's divorced from you by a, a long period of time, it seems so nefarious and so gross and so evil. But when it happens so slowly and just trickles in, you don't even notice it. Yeah, I'm watching whatever the latest season of Black Mirror is. Oh, yeah. And the first episode is basically this scenario. Really? And, yeah, what you're willing to sign away when you click those license agreements. Oh, yeah. Part of me is kind of like, meh. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'd want that scenario to happen to me, but I was like, really? That's that's your, that's your kind of a low bar now, <laughs> Black Mirror. <laughs> Black Mirror has to do really fast production on that show because right. if they don't, it'll just be like, oh, yeah, we already have that. That yeah. already happened. <laughs> exactly that happened. And now we're past it. Yeah, that's just normal now. We do that on a daily basis. I mean, that was in Minority Report, where you walk through the mall and it would show you billboards or advertisements that were geared towards you. or And that was seen as like, I mean, that was a sci-fi movie. And now, now it's just like, that's everywhere. Right. A Google search on my computer will yield an ad on my phone on Instagram later that day. It's, it's crazy. Actually, that's kind of fun. I just got a new computer. Yeah. And it hasn't completely conditioned in that way yet so i'm kind of like oh this is what this is what blank slate looks like oh, this is kind of terrifying it's not like bought into the algorithm yet not like completely not... like some of my stuff ported over but yeah. some of it was it's clearly doesn't know me yet oh wow it's like oh oh that's what other people are seeing who needs this <laughs> do you ever like want to try and like google icelandic burritos just try to throw it off just throw some weird shit at the wall and then see if it can figure you out or if it just like labels it as an outlier and ignores it from this experience right now it's more jarring to see stuff that's like i don't want to see yeah then i would rather see just that low level 
bullshit that is geared towards me, but I don't care about, and I can just tune out. Yeah, yeah. It's still terrifying that they have that information on me. Yeah. But, ugh. It's terrifying because the fact that I can fit into some kind of box, I balk at that because I want to believe that I'm some unique special snowflake. But really, all I am, and that's what's terrifying, is all I am to some vast corporation is a middle-aged male, age, you know, 39 to 45, suburban, all those metrics. Like, that's just all I am to them. They just want your purchasing power. Yeah. But just the fact that you can just break down everyone into numbers and qualifiers, and that hurts my, my fragile snowflake ego. <laughs> I was so incredibly surprised how long it took the algorithm to catch on to mechanical pencils. Oh, really? <laughs> it took about a month. I was just shocked. I think it got me right away because I only followed people on Instagram who were related to mechanical pencils, like that had it somewhere in their bio or their picture or whatever, avatar. Gotcha. But then it all it did was show me, because mechanical pencils is too niche, so it was only showing me like a broader thing, like art supplies and sketching. And I see so many fountain pens. Comics and fountain pens. Yeah, lots of fountain pens. Get a lot of superheroes. So many times now when I uh, either follow like a mechanical pencil group where they're trying to suggest what I'm like, oh, Wes is already in it. <laughs> <laughs> and they got us both figured out. Yeah. Well, there's not that many of them. <laughs> I got a hankering for Popeyes. Oh my god, that sounds good. I'm so hungry. I'm willing to wait. This was The Measured Pencil with Wes Nelson and Stephen Murray. Theme song and additional music composed and performed by Josh Baumgartner. Additional production support by Two Desk Productions. If you want to see what the pencils look like, please follow us on Instagram at The Measured Pencil. If you'd like to share your pencil story, please record a short audio file, maybe one to two minutes, and email it to us at themeasuredpencil at gmail.com. Or if you'd like us to review your favorite pencil, please email us with the name and it might appear on a future episode. Thanks for listening.